Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live of the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. On today's episode, we're going to be talking some G1 results, a very interesting, eventful night there at New Japan's G1 coming down to the last batch of matches. we got the semifinals coming up, and we've got the final coming up. Uh, we're going to be talking, of course, about that uh, pretty darn decent episode of Raw last night as the Paul Levesque era continues. Uh, we're going to be talking also about potentially more Forbidden Door AEW New Japan action and where that might take place. Uh, and we're going to talk, of course, about the WWE Board of Directors completing their Vince investigation, or at least most of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but first, we want to remind you guys, tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be evidently defending our tag team titles over there at Quizlemania, Larson. What do you think about that? Oh, I, I, we're I, champions again. That's great. I, uh, yeah, that's awesome. I, I didn't know that was the case until uh, uh, Parts Fun Known promoted it. So, cool. That's exciting. Yeah. Right um, if, if we find a way to win somehow tomorrow, that'll be our third successful defense i don't know what the record is i feel pretty good that that might be it um we've had give we've, if we're still tag champs we've had that 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 title for a long time i feel it's like. been a, yeah it's it's been a really long time and uh given that they seemingly over there at parts fun known don't remember that uh me and alex on behalf of the church of friendos lost those tag titles um you know Hey, that benefits us. You totally. know, that's just that's uh, that's uh, uh, more days in the record book. It's like waking up uh, uh, on July with like a Christmas tree and a bunch of Christmas presents underneath. Yep. I didn't, I didn't know I this was still going to be a thing. Welcome surprise, yeah. though. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to do our darndest. I have not watched any of the latest episodes of Quizlemania. Uh, there's too much stuff out there to watch. Um, uh, I've been watching the Sandman recently, Miss Marvel. Uh, but I've not caught up on Quizlemania. But somebody here in the chat yesterday said that some of the newer uh, categories, some of the newer games that they play might not go our way. We might have a tough time with that. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe. I didn't see that, I didn't see that information. 
Like, I've seen Denise uh, play Quizlemania. I'm not... I, I love Denise. She's great. Uh, very hardworking. Not really scared of her when it comes to Quizlemania. Will Washington, on the other hand? I don't know. I think that dude knows his stuff. But then, how well do they know each other? If that's the if that's the thing, we so got that's this the thing. Luck. That's the thing. If some of the new categories are, are more specific to uh, individual play and based on wrestling knowledge, mm-hmm. that usually... Not all the time, but usually doesn't necessarily uh, 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 translate to a team game. Mm-hmm. At least yeah, based right. on our last two defenses, it wasn't so much how much wrestling stuff do you know? It's yeah, how well can you work together? And if right, that's exactly. if, if that's the basis for this competition, I feel pretty good about our chances. Oh man, absolutely. I mean, let me just think about this right now. I'm gonna think of a wrestler, and I'm gonna give it's like a password thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a hint, a one word hint. And then you tell me who that wrestler is. All right? Yeah. S- softball. Sid. Fun. Done. Done. You got to be a little quicker. You got to be a little quicker. Well, I thought, you meant the, <laughs> I thought you meant this is a softball and you're going to say the, the hint afterwards. <laughs> okay, here's another one. In the wrestling world, not necessarily a wrestler, uh, barbecue. JR. There you go. Boom. We're done. Look at that. Just, just, just let us have the time. Oh, that let round we always do well. That we always we do always really do well, well in that round. Yeah, totally, yeah. absolutely. Anyways, uh, we're getting off. We're getting off base here. We're four minutes into the show and talked about any uh, wrestling or wrestling news. So let's jump into this one here. So yesterday, WWE issued a 10Q filing. It's a quarterly report. I had to look that oh, up. Wow. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, and in this 10Q, are there 10 quarters in the year? Is that why they call it a 10Q? <laughs> Sorry. I'm doing some math. That would be two and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, and in this 10Q, it was announced or revealed that the investigation, of course, the WB board was doing, into Vince McMahon was, quote, substantially complete. And uh, to recap, WB's board has uncovered $19.6 million in unrecorded expenses that were paid or will be paid by Vince McMahon in that same filing that would be announced. That they have to date spent $1.7 million conducting this investigation with total costs for it to be, quote, approximately $10 million during the remainder of the year related to this investigation. The related costs could exceed this estimate. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before you continue, yeah. I have a, this part of it really kind of cracks me up because these are agreements that are, like, I guess legally binding, right? And so, like, he still has yet to pay. Like, he's still going to be paying out yeah. some of the, yeah. some of these NDAs because some of them, from what I understand, are are, are installment plans, yep. basically. Yep. Yep. NDA on layaway is what it is, man. Um, so once it's completely paid, he gets their full silence, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's just, to me, it's funny. Like, the guy got popped for this thing, which basically took his entire empire away from him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he still owns the majority of the company, but, you know, for we know Vince McMahon. All the money in the world, I on I firmly believe he's the kind of guy, you can have all the money in the world, but he doesn't have the power to oversee WWE. That stings probably more than anything. Um, but he still has to keep on paying these things out I know, I for know. however long the, the arrangements term was, are, I know, yeah. which is a weird concept, you know? Yeah. Um, also in that particular filing, the 10Q, not 10 quarters in a year, two and a half years. Um, uh, WB stated that, quote, the resignation of Vincent K. McMahon could adversely affect our ability to create popular characters and creative storylines or could otherwise adversely affect our operating results. It goes into a bit more detail here. Although Mr. Levesque has extensive practical experience with many of our uh, revenue streams and with Miss McMahon, has been uh, critically involved in our business transformation over the past several years as well as our continuing brand development, these collective changes at the top of our organization are extensive and recent, and it is therefore possible that the loss of services of Mr. McMahon could have a mat- uh, material adverse effect on our ability to create popular characters and creative storylines or could otherwise adversely affect our operations and or financial performance. Quick reminder here before we talk more about it. You have to recall these statements are not for us wrestling fans. They're for <laughs> investors. Yeah, right. Yeah. So while yeah. we're excited about Triple H taking over, People that are pumping money into WWE's business uh, via uh, stock purchases and stuff um, uh, 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 might, who aren't as tuned in to the day-to-day of, of WWE operations in terms of what's on TV, might think, oh, Vince is gone. Uh, uh, WWE's in the toilet now. Yeah. Well, look, you can't spend... 
however many years claiming that Vince McMahon is the thing that's keeping creative alive and well, and then all of a sudden on, on a dime say, ah, we'll be fine because Triple H is in charge. Yep. Like you said, this isn't for wrestling fans. No. This is probably legally, they're legally obligated to write language like this, like you said, to sort of satisfy investors. Like, wait a second, you guys just told us, look, these, they're about to be sued probably by some of these shareholders. Oh, there is a bunch and, of uh, law firms doing investigations <laughs> into those. There's a ton of these law yes. firms out there. And so they have to make sure that they're crossing their T's and they're dotting their I's. Oh, yes. And one of those things is, hey, we just lost what we've been advertising as the man in charge of this entire empire creatively Vince speaking. is the one essential piece in the entire WWE uh, uh, enterprise. And now that yeah. he's gone, they got to say, yeah, the, it, the business mm-hmm. might suffer because of it. Yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, you know, that's fine. Look, do, do I want to take up arms against whatever son of a bitch wrote this against my Uncle Paul? Yeah, sure. Sure, I want to throw, throw down with this. Whoever wrote this, not happy about it. But I understand... Legally, that's what they have to do. We have our own, uh, uh, was it Jim Cramer here, the enforcer, says WB stock is up almost $10 a share, 15, uh, 15% up since uh, Vince retired. That's Jim Cramer. Oh, man. He I, does I bad imagine... money. Is that Jim Cramer? Yeah, you got it right. That's All Jim right. Cramer. I imagine enforcer rolling up his sleeves and slamming a bunch of red giant buttons. Yep. <laughs> Bulls, bull, sell, stop. Yeah. The bear. Bear. That's quack, the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopa! He'd have his own book. Yeah, it'd be all whoopas. Whoopa! Oh man. Anyways, so yeah, that's interesting stuff, I guess. Anyways, it's kind of uh, interesting that they, uh, you know, within less than a month, I think, because it was on July twenty second. No, that's when Vince mm-hmm. stepped down. So a couple months time, they've concluded their investigation. Substantially concluded it. Um, I wonder, like, what, uh, uh, what remaining. Uh, you know, threads there are left mm. to be completed. It's all formalities at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was kind of funny. I, I honestly was expecting, and who knows, maybe they're still somewhere else hidden, a bit more properly hidden, uh, more of these things. But uh, seemingly, you know, the stuff that uh, is, is I guess, on the books um, has all been sussed out. So yeah, that seemed a little quicker than I figured it would be, but fuck, I had no point of reference whatsoever yeah, no. yeah. so so yeah maybe you know maybe they're a little bit more uh efficient at their job than uh than i had given them credit for that could be you that just you be. just figure i don't know where you're stashing these things you know what i mean like mm-hmm. was this all like did he have to file this stuff legally and so it was relatively easy to track it all down it was just they had to sift through a bunch of different agreements and, and like legalities yeah, I and I don't know I don't know I don't know the the process yeah, of, of filing and, 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 and paying hush money agreements. So Yeah. Well maybe one day we'll get to the point where we'll be able to figure that stuff out, man. No, I hope not. I hope we don't get I feel to like that that's point. sort of a symbol of success right there, Larson. Oof. <laughs> if that is, then I don't need that kind of success. You know um, you made it, you know. Um let's talk about this. So by all accounts, the uh, AEW New Japan Forbidden Door was a pretty massive success for all involved. So, uh, you know, would assume we might get more crossover in the future. Seemingly, it could happen pretty soon. According to Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer, there are currently plans for some AEW talent to show up at New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom 17. Is that the right? Uh, Sounds probably 17. Right. Anyway, uh, with night one falling, though, on uh, Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. So that's something to mm-hmm. keep in mind here. Uh, Meltzer stated on Wrestling Observer Radio, quote, I don't know uh, how many, but I have, in fact, been told of certain plans for AEW wrestlers on Wrestle Kingdom. Mm. He continues, I have no idea uh, that they're going to tape two weeks ahead, of course, to accommodate more AEW talent to uh, go to Tokyo Dome. Uh, He continues, I'm going to guess they won't. I think they're going to go live, but there are plans for certain AEW guys to be at the Tokyo Dome show. Yes. Well, they have so many people they can afford. You know, you got... Uh, 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 you can send Daniel uh, Brian Danielson mm-hmm. over to the Tokyo Dome to finally have that Zack Saber Jr. match, mm-hmm. uh, and then meanwhile to take his place. Bang! You got Zach Clayton. All right, you got Parker Boudreaux now. You know, I you guess got I, Slim J. They're they're making the uh, that that January Fourth Dynamite not necessarily a must watch show. Then if that's the case, <laughs> I mean we talked in the past about. You know, last year, night three of Wrestle Kingdom was a crossover show with mm-hmm. uh, with Noah. Mm-hmm. Have Forbidden Door 2 be night three of Wrestle Kingdom. 
makes all the sense in the world. It really does. Absolutely. Now, what would be awesome, would be better than this, before they announce it, is do this. Paul steps in. Hey, uh, uh, what's uh, what's the president of uh, New Japan? Uh, ah, it's on the tip of my tongue. Forget. Let's just say he talks to Gato instead. Hey, Gato, uh, listen, I know you and, uh, and Tony Khan have an arrangement. How about this? Wrestle Kingdom Night 3, WWE Invasion. Do you love it? Obari, thank you, yes. Uh, is it Obari? Yeah. Hugo Longheavy says that. How about this? Invasion, WWE. You want the tribal chief, Roman Reigns? He goes over Okada. Book it. And he's like, whoa. Uh, yeah, sure, why not? It's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah. How about this? Miz versus Okada. Miz wins. How about that? You like it? Sure, why not? Oh, it's wow. probably a big deal. Yeah, wow. big deal. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah, no, that, that's cool. That'd be really cool. I'd love to. I'd love to see the AEW stuff in the New Japan presentation. Yeah. That's one thing that you and I were advocating for. I think that'd be great. Oh, definitely, definitely. What are some be... matches that you want to see that we didn't get to see at the first Forbidden Door? I mean, you mentioned one Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. That'd be great. I don't know what easy. You know, last we heard about Kota Ibushi, his shoulder was not in good shape still. Mm-hmm. Um, if by uh, some medical miracle he can be ready by. Wrestle Kingdom, of course, who wouldn't want to see Kota Ibushi versus Kenny Omega in Tokyo Dome? Yeah, They said yeah, the only way they'd have another one-on-one match after the last one in DDT, I think in 2012, would be mm-hmm. at a, on a larger stage. Yeah, Doesn't get much larger than Tokyo Dome for Wrestle Well, WrestleMania, but yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that'd be cool. Um, it's, you know, CM Punk, I guess, he might be champion. I know they're not going to do champion versus champion. It'd be cool if they did some champion. I he mean, wanted the, Okada. He wanted Okada. Yeah, he, so. Punk's wants Okada. Everybody wants to mm-hmm. match against Okada, but I think Punk also mentioned uh, Osprey. Mm-hmm. What about Punk versus Kenta? Uh, Punk seemingly has minimal interest in that bout. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I always love bringing that up. Uh, Kenta's hilarious, though, man. Oh, he's great. Doing his friggin' book tour. That's pretty so funny. awesome. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Um, anyways, we're going to talk more G1 a little bit later in the show. Uh, but first up, let's start talking about last night's Raw, man. I saw a lot of positive reaction to it uh, on the Twitter uh, a lot of people really love that Kevin, a lot of the, just the obvious, you know, stuff that they're able to do now without Vince around. Um, there is a lot of really, really phenomenal in-ring action just for one thing. I mean, one thing we just got a lot of wrestling last night. Yeah, we did. Um, and we had some promos that just felt genuine and, and, and passionate. We have some people acting the way they should be acting. Um, yeah, man, I, I liked a lot of what we saw in raw last night. Um, yeah, I liked a lot of it. I thought it was a little, a little talky, but that's just was it. I just yeah, I just felt it was a little talky for my taste. Um, but part of that is is also my viewing experience. In that, when people talk, I have to take lots of notes, and mm, when yeah. matches happen, I get to pay attention to the matches and actually just write kind of major story beats. So it's not as much. I could focus entirely on the match, whereas promos, I got to have to pay attention to type as much as I can about um, mm. uh, uh, what's going on there. So, uh, you know, I have to consider that when being critical of, of any aspect of any show being a bit talky. Because I understand my viewing experience is different than most people. Yeah. But I'll be um, like, of, of the talky bits, I know a lot of people here in chat before we started were talking about it. The Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens uh, promo off was really, 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 really good. 
Um, I like that there's seemingly like half hour blocks devoted to single segments mm -hmm. um, like that. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Drew Kevin Owens thing started at what, like six. Was that six? No. Yeah. Because seven o'clock was AJ Bobby. And then at six o'clock, I think was Drew McIntyre. Um, yeah, Drew McIntyre promo. And then by the time that whole match situation was done with, I'm pretty sure it was like past 630. Um, just mm -hmm. a really cool match. I know there was it had a DQ finish. We can talk about that in a little bit. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, I get what you're saying with, like, some of the talky stuff. But at the same time, like, um, even even the talky stuff, there was a lot to appreciate about it. Like, the substance in a lot of the talky stuff. I thought, I thought actually the weakest talky bit was the very beginning was Judgment Day. I still think that there's – so we talked about this in the pre-show. Mm -hmm. I think in the ring in their promos – Judgment Day is still sort of relying on the let me tell you something brother stuff. Um, whereas, and specifically Priest, because they give Priest a lot of time on the mic. Yeah. Um, but like I mentioned that on Raw Talk, there was a backstage segment where they're in the locker room and they're sort of mimicking this segment from 20 years ago probably. Yeah. Where Ray, Edge, and Orton were all uh, backstage and Ray is doing some pull-ups. And they, they did the same sort of thing. And in that segment, they came off as a lot more natural mm -hmm. and less sort of like, hey, let me, I'm going to tell you something. And, I really, and I'm like, man, I hope, that, I hope they continue to develop that kind of chemistry. And we see that on the actual TV product, not on Raw Talk. Mm -hmm. um, but like that, and even little things like Riddle. Riddle did not mention Randy Orton once. I know. I was very happy about that because yeah. it got so like – kind of bizarre just how obsessed he was with randy orton and it just became hey seth rollins i'm gonna kick your ass and, and that's kind of it i'm cleared to go and now mm -hmm. that's gonna happen i mean pre-triple h so many talky segments were seemingly there just to kind of fill time and you're right the judgment right. day opening promo did feel a bit like that i thought seth coming to the ring and said and taking five minutes to not say a whole lot mm -hmm. kind of felt the same way Mm -hmm. I didn't really feel like either segment really advanced a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. The Drew Kevin Owens part totally did. You yeah, know, and, that was and, great. And and even with theory between uh, his promo and his match against Dolph, it seems like they're starting to pivot away with him a bit from being the guy that everybody beats up to him saying, "I have to be the aggressor now. I have to be the one that takes the fight to people." Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, yeah. And and and. And rather than waiting for someone else to do something, um, mm. which if they're going to do start pivoting with his character, I guess that's that, that's something they they could do. I mean, I don't know what other options there were, but uh, uh, it's good that now that they've gotten past SummerSlam, Triple H saying, "All right, now is the point." Seemingly over the last three weeks, it's pretty obvious he kept with Kevin Owens with Theory now. Pro probably Triple H saying, "All right, I have what was there. Now it's." the point where I pivot to what I want it to be. You know, there yeah. hasn't been any massive sea changes really in terms of stories. Pretty much all the stories that were set up before he took over are still there. You mm -hmm. know, he didn't hit yeah. the reset button. He's just kind of slowly, seemingly uh, phasing out stories that he might not like, phasing out some characters he might not like, and then bringing other characters or, 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 or bringing back characters like with Kevin Owens. He's not you know, a uh, 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 jokey Kevin Owens who is obsessed with Ezekiel anymore. He destroyed Ezekiel. Prize fighter is back. Yeah, yeah. Now Ezekiel's in the hospital. We saw his entire family. That picture was absolutely hilarious, by the way, of Ezekiel's entire family. You can definitely really tell good. that Triple H likes himself some bad photoshops, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're starting to get, you know, we've always sort of like even in NXT and then, of course, going back to the DX stuff, you always sort of, figure out like he's got his own sense of humor you know yeah. Vince likes his stuff Triple H definitely uh, likes his stuff and bad photoshops is one of them you know that that tickled his fancy quite a bit oh yeah um, but uh, but yeah we also had uh, advancement in the women's tag team mm -hmm. championship tournament with Alexa Bliss and Asuka moving on past Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. Um, I get the feeling that both Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop are going to be getting some new names. Um, commentary had made some sort of, I forget what it was exactly, but as soon as Nikki A.S.H. was coming out, they made some reference to, you know, almost winning or almost doing something. And I'm like, oh, they're going to they're going to change her back 
to Nikki Cross. She got rid of the cape this week. There is a really great uh, uh, Twitter exclusive with uh, Nikki and Dewdrop where Dewdrop introduced the, the, the leather jacket to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was a really good little bit. That, that kind of stuff I'd love to see on TV as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, even like, so even like you were talking about how Triple H is starting to pivot certain storylines. I feel like last night was a bit of a... I don't know if they... Do you think they're going to get away now that Theory sort of beat Dolph Ziggler clean? Is this something they're just going to get away from now because he just wanted to tie up that loose end? They put on a really good match. Theory could beat be. him clean. That could uh, be. Now Theory's going to start winning matches, maybe. Um, because I feel like even that, that main event title scene, I think that's going to be changing a lot over the next three to four months, especially mm-hmm. if they're going to do a draft. Wouldn't shock me to see them split those titles. Or find a way, yeah, find a way to kind of like merge the two titles Roman has and then introduce a new one to, on Raw or something. I don't you think going to bring back the uh, the big gold belt? I mean, if, if yeah, Triple H has his way, probably. <laughs> it's all it's all his thing now, man. He can do what he wants. Yeah. He needs to. I was telling this to Maggie yesterday. They need to get uh, a replica of that Snoop Dogg title, that gold title. Oh, oh my oh. God, that thing is beautiful. Oh. And then make that, I don't know what you'd call it, but you'd call it something cool. Hmm, what could you call it? I mean, you know, the WWE... Uh, all gold everything title. Oh wow. Yeah, that's a terrible name. That is. Yeah. I love there's so many Triple H references throughout all WWE programming these days. What Have about, you noticed like all the wrestlers are just Oh, go ahead, go ahead. The w, no, that's terrible anyway. Say the WWE 24 karat title or something like that. I don't know. Oh man, the pure gold title, the platinum title. Platinum Although it's title. not it was gold, but you know, yeah, yeah. do the same thing platinum. But have you noticed like everybody sprinkling in Triple Hisms? Mhm. Like last night, we had uh, Kevin Owens and Drew doing the crotch chop, which everybody has crotch chops, but it's a very yeah, Triple yeah. H thing. Oh, you yeah. Know? yeah. Shayna coming out with a Triple H uh, denim vest mm-hmm. on SmackDown mm-hmm. last week. People love Triple H, man. They Shows. do. They, Shows. Yeah, it does. So, uh, let's get get into it. Show open up. Judgment Day coming to the ring. Drop a promo. Rhea says, Judgment Day runs Monday Night Raw, and that's been a harsh reality to the Mysterios. Says uh, they've proven to Dom. Uh, that uh, or sorry, she's proven to Dom that she really is his poppy and she has destroyed his soul. Uh, Finn says everybody loves the Mysterios, but he doesn't get why. He says for everyone to love the Mysterios, but for everyone who loves Mysterios, they aren't he- they won't be here because Dom had a soul crush last week and Ray was destroyed by me, which further solidifies my already legendary status in this business. But enough about last week. Let's hear f- from Damian Priest and what he has to say about what he's going to do to Edge next week. So uh, Priest pulls the crowd. He says, do y'all want to see Edge confront me tonight? Too bad. It's not Too here. Too bad. Yeah. He says, Edge is in Toronto promoting Raw next week. He said, I heard Edge, what Edge said last week. He says, I don't sweat him, though. Uh, I don't need anyone uh, else to deal with Edge. Because um, next week on Raw, he's going to put the final nail in the coffin for Edge's career. It'll just be the two of us, one-on-one, no judgment day. And then Toronto will no longer be known as Edge's hometown to be the place where he was sent back into retirement. And this time, retirement won't be filming TV shows or whack movies. He called them whack movies. <laughs> he said it'll be with Beth wheeling him around and feeding him through a tube the rest of his life. Yeah, and then Dirty Ray Mysterio breaks up the party, sneaks into the ring, drop kicks Priest from behind, sends Finn out of the ring. Rhea steps up to him, dares Ray to hit her. Finn slides in with a chair. Ray drop kicks him, takes the chair. Takes to Finn and Priest. He's about to hit Finn again, but Rhea steps in the way. Ray turns to hit Priest. Rhea grabs a chair. Priest drops Ray with a big boot. Stomps on him. Rhea hits Ray with a DDT on the chair. Priest puts a chair on Ray. Finn goes up top. Hits a coup de gras. You know what? The I don't know why this stood out to me so much. Maybe because like Rhea Ripley, you can't take your eyes off her. But Priest started to position the chair on Ray, and he was so awkward about it. Rhea stepped in, grabbed it from him, and put him on him correctly. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. But Priest sometimes comes off as kind of nervous in the ring, man. I don't know. Like his promo, he said when he was talking about Edge um, uh, doing the Toronto show, he was like, Edge has his first match, wrestling match, in a decade. And I was like, oh, he means in, in Toronto. Toronto yeah. In Toronto. Yeah. Because I'm like, he's yeah, been back for a little too. while. I caught that. Um, but then I, I honestly just think it's sort of they're having Priest do something that's maybe outside, too far outside of his comfort zone. Like when he was just being, we talked about this endlessly yeah, well, back he was in the this day. was cool guy, Damian Priest. He was fine. 
when he loses himself, like he actually came off as pretty comfortable in the ring on the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if you can start pivoting Judgment Day back to that, mm-hmm. where everybody's just sort of comfortable doing their thing, uh, uh, then they'll, they'll be in a, as a group in a much better position. Oh, definitely, definitely. And maybe this is the beginning of that because over the last couple of weeks, so. they haven't been as rigid in, in terms of mm-hmm. promoting their philosophy. Don't yeah, really right. hear about yeah. that much. Yeah. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, first match of the night for the Women's Tag Team Title Tournament. Alexa Bliss and Asuka taking on Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop, you mentioned. Um. Uh, uh. No cape for Nikki. No cape. Leather jacket. Leather jacket. Instead, yeah, man. Just yeah. like uh, Dewdrop had. Um. So uh, finish this. Saw uh, a Dewdrop missing a Vader bomb. Oscar hits her with a head kick. Bliss tags in. Oscar hits like a sliding kick. Bliss follows the DDT. Bliss tags Oscar back in. Oscar hits code breaker and then a cross arm breaker on Dewdrop. Uh. Dewdrop taps um and then uh bianca who was joining uh bliss and oscar ringside they leave they're met in the ramp by bailey eo and dakota they start talking crap to each other and like immediately refs and producers come out to break them up friggin kenny dykstra comes running out <laughs> he was all trying to make himself not like six six or whatever he is yeah he's so tall yes. um yeah no i liked oscar and alexa they've got some oh Sometimes my doggy, she gets the uh, the ref calls them backward sneezes. The ref, the the I'm sorry, the vet, the vet. Yeah, yeah I know. No, I, Zoe, I don't Zoe take my dog to a referee. <laughs> Zoe, Zoe used to get those too. Where she did, she yeah, they're yeah. ridiculous. Um, she learned how to climb stairs today. Gypsy did. Uh-huh. <laughs> she never climbed stairs before. Never that that I know of. We've never been like I don't think we've ever been in a house that she's been in. There's been steps. Interesting. And now we're at my sister's house for the week. Um, and she's been putting it off for the longest time. So today she was like, Dude, just finally do, 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 do. do. Just finally she, did. she's obsessed with me. She wants to be where I am. So she's yeah. in the office with me right now. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to say Oscar and Alexa bliss. Their tag chemistry is really getting mm-hmm. good. Like that last sequence where they were just tagging, 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 tagging. Uh, I thought that was really good stuff. After that, we had an Austin theory interview. He says, uh, he's still Mr. Money in the bank. He's still the, cause you know, he's been, Hey, you've had he's a, off a TV rough time. Weeks, yeah. Yeah, you've been off TV. You've had a rough couple uh, a couple of weeks before that. He says, you know what? I'm still Mr. Money in the Bank. I'm still the youngest United States champion ever, and I am the undisputed future of this business. He says, I may have made a slight miscalculation at SummerSlam, but I don't make mistakes. I'm wiser, tougher, and more dangerous because of that. And next time I have the opportunity, and then Dolph Ziggler interrupts. Yeah. He tells Theory, you're getting crushed out there, man, by Brock, by Roman. He says, look, I've been there. I get it. But there's a difference between us. I earned my money in the bank contract. That's why it mattered when I cashed in. Theory said, I mean, Theory was in the match. You know, he was in the match. He yeah. earned it also. Yeah. But yeah. I get the point. He didn't earn his spot in the match. Um, so Theory says, that's interesting. You were Mr. Money in the Bank once and a world champion. But I'm sure that uh, you're not going to be around when I cash in. Or he says, he says, and I really like that for you. Yeah. <laughs> he says, he says, but I'm sure that you're not going to be around when I cat when I do cash in. He says, because you're just a has been. He says, once I cash in money in the bank, I'm going to keep winning and winning. And unlike you, I'm not going to screw up my career like you did. And then Dolph punches Theory. Mm-hmm. They brawl, and you can see in the background there's a Dexter Loomis hand creeping in a doorway. Yeah, I read about that. I just missed it the first time. Yeah, so did I. I just saw it on Twitter, but now I'm acting like I saw it the first time. Oh, there you go. Oops. Yeah, I've been exposed now. Yeah. Uh, then we got a Miz and Ciampa interview. 
Uh, Ciampa says he came close to winning the U.S. title last week, but they don't hand out participation awards here. He came to Raw to become a champion. Next time he gets the opportunity, he's going to do exactly that. Uh, Miz says the only reason that Ciampa isn't U.S. Uh, champion is because AJ Styles interfered in the match. And in return, AJ gets the U.S. title opportunity. He smells collusion, mm-hmm. he says. But I want to reward Champa for his efforts. And I made him a necklace. And on this necklace, sort of like what uh, Logan Paul had with his Pokemon, yeah, Pokemon card. card yeah. What Miz had at SummerSlam, a card. This time it's a card of him and Champa. And it's on a chain. And I got, it's got like some embellishment around the outside. It's all, you know, in a case or framed and stuff. And Champa looks at this and goes, man, this is awesome. And Miz says, no. They are awesome, man. I was inspired by this. I think I'm gonna know. I know what I'm gonna get you for your birthday coming up here, man. Yeah, yeah. You'll be able to get that turn around in a few days. Oh, you kidding me? I go down to Michael's, get this thing printed out at uh, Kinko's, and uh, we'll be good to go. All right. There are no more Kinko's, by the way. No, there's not. There's FedEx something now. It's a. It's. I think it's just FedEx. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be at a time it was FedEx Kinko's, and then it was FedEx Office, but now it's FedEx. I think. And then they just phased out the Kinkos. Man, I had a job there when I was younger. Yeah. Now it just not, doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't. Yeah. That's funny. I, I worked at Toys R Us when I was younger. That doesn't exist anymore either, really. Hey, I think they're bringing those back, though. Oh, it could be. Nobody's bringing back Kinkos. There's no nostalgia value behind Kinkos, man. No. Not except for Steve here. Except Anyways. for you meet, meeting the Honky Tonk Man there once. <laughs> That's right. I did meet the Honky Tonk Man. Uh, anyways. Uh, we had uh, Miz and Champa. Uh, up against, uh, I think this is their Raw debut, Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali as a tag team. Um, I'm kind of bummed out it's not Mustafa Ali and Ricochet because then it could be warp speed and light speed together. Yeah, but that being said, I know Ali and, and Cedric, they have a long history. I like this better, to be honest. Yeah, yeah 205 Live, man, the heart and yep. soul of 205 yep, Live. Yep, exactly, great. exactly. So I was pretty excited to see because I know they've been tagging on main event of late, um, and Ali's been putting on some awesome bouts. On main event, saw clips of this match against Dijak. Looked incredible. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, this match was a lot of fun. Um, Cedric and Ali are fantastic wrestlers, as is Ciampa. Miz is pretty solid, too. Uh, Ciampa was in this match quite a bit for his team. Yeah. Uh, Miz didn't get in a whole lot. Uh, anyways, finished off. Got saw, busted up, though. His nose got yep. busted. Uh, Ciampa low bridges Cedric out of the ring. Miz rolls up Ali. Ali kicks out. Ciampa tags himself in. But Ali doesn't see it. Ali hits Miz with a super kick. He's looking for a 450. And as he's doing the flip in the air, Champa runs in and hits him with the knee as he's about to land. Miz rolls out of the way. Champa hits a fairy tale ending after that to get the win. Yeah, yeah. It was solid effort from Champa. You can tell that dude's having all sorts of fun. And, yeah, mm-hmm. this, this pairing with him and Miz, um, I love it. Uh, it's It's... It's at the beginning, and I hope they I hope they roll with this for a while before Champa inevitably turns on Miz and just completely annihilates him. Because mm-hmm. this could this could be a lot of fun, and I think it's really good for the Miz also to give him something fresh to do. I know, not just the team. same thing where he's going up doing Miz TV and saying yeah, right. he's the two time Grand Slam champ, blah 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 blah. Yeah, now tag teaming with the guy they call Psycho Killer. <laughs> It's gonna it's gonna end up bad for the Miz, but in the meantime, I think this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so this was great. Uh, commentary is talking about Ezekiel's family being by his side following the match last week against Kevin Owens, and they show like we said, you know, we call it bad Photoshop. It's actually pretty damn good Photoshop. I'll be honest with you. It's just funny Photoshop because it's obvious, it's, obvious Photoshop. It's obvious Photoshop, but it's well done. Um, and so it's got Ezekiel laid in his wrestling attire still yeah. laid up in the hospital. And you got, uh, of course, Elias is there. Uh, and you got <laughs> next to him a really stern looking brother who I guess is uh, Elrod. El- Elrod, probably. He's got his hair slicked back. He's got glasses and a mustache. And he looks very serious. You got uh, his dad. Uh, Ernie got- Jr. <laughs> you got Ernie Jr. <laughs> You got who? Do we know the little kid's name? No. Okay, so there's a little kid just mad dog in the camera with a you know a, a young looking Elias face. It's sort of like um, uh, Colin Robinson the latest season of uh, Yes, we do yes, Shadows. exactly yes. right. No, you're exactly right. And then there's I guess his mom is also there as well. Um, it, it's hilarious. And then it cuts to his dad, Ernie, uh, saying, "Oh, you know, 
if I ever see, and it's clearly a lie, if I ever see Kevin Owens, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. Yep. <laughs> and it's, it's so quick and stupid, and you just know, you can just see Triple H laughing his ass off at this shit. Yeah. Yeah, he probably thinks it's the funniest thing. Uh, so we're backstage. Drew is walking. And then uh, as he walks past, you see some people putting out a fire in a garbage can. Yeah, man, Dexter's there. Dexter is there. We'll, setting shit on fire. We'll find about about that more later. But first, we get a Drew McIntyre promo. Um, he says, it's a shock to see me on Ross. Even more shocking to see the other guy, Roman, uh, here, if he were here. But that's something that we can rectify in three weeks' time because it clashed the castle. It's me versus Roman for the undisputed title, and this match isn't taking place on some fictional island of relevancy. It's taking place on my island. Says, I'm going to drop Roman's ass, win the title, show up on Raw, SmackDown, live events, everywhere where the title is defended because that's what the fan and the titles deserve. He says, there are reports out there that he has a back injury and that those are true, mostly because he's been carrying the load of 20 men for three years in WWE. He says, in the ring and outside the ring, and I do it all with a smile on my face. This isn't my job. This is my dream. That's why I'm here on my day off to scout future opponents. He says, what do you think about... Drew McIntyre versus Champa, or Drew versus AJ, or Drew versus Seth Rollins, or Drew versus Karrion Cross, and then he's interrupted by Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. So Owens walks to the ramp, and uh, Drew says, "Oh, I like the idea of myself versus Kevin Owens as well." And Owens says, "Oh, that's awfully convenient." Um, says there's something about you that I've never gotten, Drew McIntyre. I don't understand how, as 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 huge and strong as you are. You come out and pretend to be something that you're not. You come out and talk with your tough guy voice. Sometimes you got a kilt and a sword. You think this is medieval times, but you just prove right here that you're delusional. If you think you've been carrying anybody else's weight, you're a real dumbass. I don't know who uh, Drew McIntyre is, but I've been the same person my entire 22-year career. I've known exactly who I am, and I'm as real as it gets in this business. But he says, the last few years, people may have forgotten what I'm about, and that's my fault because the last couple of years, I've been coming to work and having fun, and something dawned on me when I got to the arena. I got goosebumps because I realized that this is the same place where myself and Sami Zayn had the fight of our lives at Battleground. Um, they gave people a match they still talk about six years later, and I realized there's a side of myself that's been missing for too long, and I miss that side. I miss the old Kevin Owens. I think it's time to bring back the Kevin Owens they call the prize fighter. He says, I haven't held a title WB for five long years, but enough is enough. It's time for change, and I'm coming for everything. The U.S. title, the Intercontinental title, the tag titles. He says, I don't care if it's you or if it's Roman walking out of Clash of the Castle. I'm coming for that undisputed title. Like when he said the when he did the uh, Owen Hart line, apparently there was a fan in the front row. I didn't see it myself, but I saw it on Twitter mm-hmm. with an Owen Hart shirt on. But And that's, and that's like... You got to think, man. They're just out there improving at this point, mm-hmm. you know, because it feels like they are. Oh, anyways. definitely. Uh, definitely. And like Drew, like this just felt like it was spur of the moment. Oh, dude, he was just he was just shooting the shit here. He man. really was. He says, uh, now I got to respond to this. He said, I'm sick of people making things up about me to get a reaction. Like I'm not carrying the load. Like I'm not knowing. I don't know who I am. I know exactly who I am. He says, someone recently called me the chosen one. He says, well, I was the chosen one 15 years ago. Then I got fired. Then I worked my ass off, worked my way back to this company. I've worked my ass off every day since. He says, don't look me in the eye and pull that BS again. He says, I think it's time for both of us to stop talking. He says, Owens, I don't care if you're a prize fighter, a superstar, or a sports entertainer. We're both wrestlers, so let's freaking wrestle. Yeah. And, and KO says to Drew, you're no prize, but you're on. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a ki- it was a killer promo. It was mm-hmm. absolutely a killer. It was really freaking good wrestlers. We're in a wrestling ring. Let's wrestle. Yeah, that that was really good stuff. And then of course, you know, they give the, these guys like I don't know a match that lasts at least two commercial breaks, mm-hmm. um, and and they're just they're just killing each other, and it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, of course, you know, both these guys. Well, one is com- literally a contender right now. The other one looking to be a contender against mm-hmm. Roman, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so neither of them can get a clean win here. Uh, and so they got to get their way out of it. So the Usos show up. Uh, he sets up Kevin Owens for a Claymore. The Usos attack him, lay him out with a super kick. Jay looks for a splash. Drew evades that, throws the Usos out of the ring. Well, Kevin Owens is still there, and when Drew turns around, he eats a stunner. Kevin Owens comes over to the Usos says, Hey, tell your tribal chief that he owes me one now. Mm-hmm. He leaves, and, of course, Drew is still stunned, and uh, the Usos hit the ring. 
They look for a 1D, but Drew's able to fend them off. Jay with a headbutt and then hits Jimmy with a Claymore. Yep. Yep. Uh, then we got a Seth Rollins promo. He comes to the ring. He says, I'm a visionary, revolutionary. I'm Seth freaking Rollins. And I am excited because uh, the time has come for Riddle to give us his huge news. So I wanted to come out here and get a front row seat so they can all celebrate together when Riddle, for the first time in his life, does the smart thing and tells the world he's retiring so the crowd's booing. And Seth says, no, this is a cause for celebration. Um, and uh, he says, maybe uh, now Riddle can do whatever he wants. Maybe he could finish the seventh grade. Maybe he can start a farm. I hear that that line of work's really lucrative. Yeah. Talking about weed, of He's course. Talking about weed. Um, and then Riddle shows up on the Tron and says, oh, I'm happy. I'm in front of, uh, happy Seth is in front of all these people. They can see how slimy he truly is. And I've got a medical update on my condition. So Seth says, fine. Here's a moment we're all, we've all been waiting for. I know it's going to be tough for you, Riddle, but lay it on us. So Riddle says, this isn't easy to say, but I'm medically cleared. And next time I see you, Seth, it's on. And Seth says, oh, it's on like we saw each other at Madison Square Garden. when, Like when Riddle called him out of SummerSlam. Seems like whenever we're in the same vicinity, the outcome is the same. I'm stomping your head to the mat. And Riddle, do you know why that is? Because I'm already one, two, three steps ahead. He says, and I wish you were here right now because I'd love nothing more than to stomp the last few brain cells out of that stompable head of yours. And Riddle says, well, you know, truth be told, I'm not in my mom's basement. I'm actually in D.C. I'm about to come to the ring right now, bro. So Riddle gets up from this little set they made, and he starts sprinting away from me. He sprints down to the ring. And as he's getting into the ring, Seth tries to hit him with a stomp there. Riddle evades, pulls Seth out. They're brawling. They get back into the ring. uh, Riddle hits an exploder. Uh, Seth rolls to the apron. Riddle follows, looking for a penalty kick. Seth trips him up, throws him over the announce table. He's looking for a stomp on the table. Riddle avoids that. Hits him with the knee that sends Seth off the announce table and over the barricade. Yeah, yeah. And then Seth escapes through the crowd. Riddle follows for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then just stops yeah. in the crowd and poses and stuff. Yeah. I mean, was it a bit too talky? Maybe. Um, I just appreciate that there was a little bit of a shift in Riddle's character where he's not like, oh, hey, definitely. Randy, Randy says I should do this. Randy says that. So that was kind of nice. Uh, after that, we had another Riddle interview. He says tonight's just a taste. He said he challenges Seth to a match at Clash at the Castle. Um, after that, we had Veer Mahan in action against Bo Keller, who no doubt will show up on Dark and Elevation next week. Entirely possible. If he, it's, if it is Bo possible. Bo hasn't been on before. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyways, of course, obviously we know where this is headed. Veer Mahan gets the win pretty easily over Bo Keller. Yep. Uh, then we got Dakota Kai interview. So Sarah asks her, hey, this is your first singles match on Raw. What can we expect? <clears throat> and Kai says, well, if you've been paying attention, you want to ask that. How about this? Spoiler alert, I win. Um, and Dio says, you can expect a lot more winning from us. We're going to win the tag tournament. Dakota says, yes, but first... Uh, they got to take on Asuka and Bliss next week. And then something off cam- off screen gets Dakota's attention. And so she walks up to Dana, her opponent for the night, and asks if she's ready. Uh, Dana says, uh, I'm ready 24-7. If you're trying to intimidate me, I'm not afraid. And Dakota tells her, fear is a motivator. Maybe you should be scared. Yeah, she should be because she got her fucking head kicked off that entire match. It was kind of yep. great. Yep. Uh, after that, we had AJ Styles versus Bobby Lashley. Man, we got a couple video packages, or at least one that I can think of, heading into this match. And they really, really did build it the way it should be built. Too often you get matchups where they never reference history. They yeah. don't talk about the importance of it. All you need is like a one-minute video package saying, hey, these guys in the WWE have never fought before. Um, and, and this is a big deal. It's for the United States Championship. Both these guys hold so many titles. The first is a big deal. Yep. And they treated it like a big deal. And yep. that's what your job as a promoter is supposed yep. to be. Yep. Yep. That's and this true. Is, this is a really, really phenomenal match. Uh, we had Miz and Champa showing up at ringside. There was some shenanigans there, but eventually they got kicked out um, at one point. Uh, so Miz was creeping over to AJ as uh, Champa was distracting the ref. And uh, Dexter Loomis does a great, a great impression of a fan jumping the barricade. Yeah. And security immediately mauls him. They actually did a pretty good job with how this was sort of executed here. Because mm-hmm. Dexter comes out of nowhere. He jumps over the barricade, but immediately security gets him. Mm-hmm. They go to commercial. Um, during the commercial, Ref had tossed Miz and Champa from ringside. The match continues. 
Uh, and uh, and in the end, uh, Lashley hits AJ Styles with a spear mm-hmm. uh, after AJ was looking for a phenomenal forearm. So Lashley gets the win. But again, this is a match that lasted a couple commercial breaks, and they gave it mm-hmm. a lot of time. And it it was it was like a pay per view quality match. Yeah, it was a solid belt. Solid mm-hmm. belt. Uh, then we got Dakota Kai versus Dana Brooke, as Steve said earlier. Dakota more or less dominated this entire bout. Dana oh, got she was just kicking her left and yeah, right, man. D- Dana got a, a little bit of her stuff in, but in the end, uh, Dakota sends Dana to the corner, follows with the face wash kick to get the win. Mm-hmm, yeah, that first that first like Pele kick she did was yeah. so phenomenal because it's like it hits so flush and it just comes down with such a force. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful looking. Uh, I guess it'd be a Pele kick. It looked like yeah, it, yeah, anyways. yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Then we got an Edge returns video package. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had match, Theory yeah. versus Dolph Ziggler um, again, just like a really good wrestling match between these two. Um, and I don't. Well, he did. Yeah, Theory. Theory tried to get a cheat win with his feet up on the rope, but the ref spotted it. Dolph then rolls up Theory because he's arguing with the ref. Gets two with that. Dolph looks for a famouser. Theory had already kicked out of a zigzag, um, so he's looking for a famouser. And uh, Theory reverses that into an A-Town down to get a clean win. I know he tried to cheat, didn't work, is able to pull it off in a, in a, in a clean way. So I'm kind of curious how they're going. That was the main event match, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious how they are going to um, pivot Theory into somebody who's a bit more interesting. Just picking up clean wins in the first place is probably a decent place to start. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. Uh, before you get to some questions, let's uh, talk G1. So uh, yeah, the the last night of round robin tournament matches happened. Uh, this, these were the results. Tomatonga defeated Jay White. Therefore, Tomatonga wins B block. Shocker, shocker. You know, I've actually found. I actually thought LP beating Shingo later on was actually more of a surprise. Uh, I, the way they've been booking Tomatonga, I was like, eh, it's, uh, it's a possibility. But yeah, I, it's kind of got sort of shades of Carl Anderson back in what 2012 or whatever. Oh, against so Okada, like, yeah. Hey, yeah, let's see if let's see if we can, you know. Uh, uh, Go through some steps, like Cobb last year. You know, it's yeah, like Cobb yeah. had a killer G one yeah, yeah, last yeah, yeah. year. Yeah, totally. And uh, so this is yeah, good, good on Tomatonga for this. Definitely. The little, the post, the the post match press conference for Jay White. I love those things are so great every year. And Jay Jay White shows up. He crawls into the shot on hands and knees and just lays there and says, "Did Tama win? <laughs> Gato, Gato, did Tama win?" <laughs> and Gato says. Ah, I hate to say it. Shit. I love them. I love Jay White. And and, oh. and he gave the proper credit to Tomatonga saying, Tomatonga, nobody's ever going to be able to take this moment away from you. Mm-hmm. You know, beating me is such a big deal. Yeah. But that first bit, Gato, did he win? I hate to say it, man, but ah, shit. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so yeah, good. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, Jonah defeated Bad Luck Fale. Tomohiro Ishii defeated Sonata. Evil. Yeah. House of Torture defeated Hiroki Goto, getting me a House tie of with Steve. House of Dickets. Tie with Steve, heading to the semifinals. I needed that one. Uh, Naito defeated Zack Sabre Jr. Naito wins the C block. In uh, three minutes. It took him three minutes, and it was a schoolboy. It was a roll-up. That's pretty Oh. Funny. Well, oh, last year Zach it was Saber it was Zack Saber Junior destroyed Naito in their first match, and Naito was out of the rest of the tournament. So I guess there's this of... great still of after the match, Zack Saber Junior goes on a on a rampage with some chairs, mm-hmm. and, and it shows him, and he's swinging his chair at a table, yeah. and it's like mid swing, and you see in the background Naito is mocking him. Oh, later he's, on he's, he's like pointing, he's chair. pointing. I saw a still of, of Naito pointing Zack in the direction of the exit. Yeah, yeah. He's like tell him get out of there. It's yeah, pretty it funny stuff. Um, probably the most shocking outcome of the night: LP defeating Shingo. But I guess maybe they're setting up the KOPW match for the next pay per view. Wasn't wasn't the situation though? If Shingo won, didn't he won he... the block. He won the block. Yeah, yeah. So that's not. I mean, yeah, it's it's the outcome is surprising. But I mean, what more surprising is like the you know a couple of people had some, and this always happens in the G one. Yeah. But like Tokyo Pimp had a really good run. David Finley had that really good run going yeah. there in the beginning. Um, I love I love that they give shine to wrestlers who normally throughout yeah. the year nobody, don't typically get nobody it. nobody had a, a a donut in this tournament. Everybody had right, at least yeah. two points. I think yeah. Hinare had the lowest score with two points, but everybody won a match. 
Yeah. Um, Osprey defeated Juice Robinson. He wins the mm-hmm. D block. Osprey yeah. does. And then the main event, Okada defeated Lance Archer. Okada, as expected, wins the A block. So your semifinal bouts are Okada versus Tomatonga. Mm-hmm. Osprey versus Naito. Uh, our scores, you and me are tied at 96. Yeah. And Forrester has 102. Yeah. Um, so It the, all comes down to who wins. So a lot of it is going to... So in the semifinal bout between Osprey and Naito, if Osprey wins and Forcer clinches it, he wins. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But if Naito wins that semifinal, he still has a chance to win if Naito doesn't win the whole thing. Yeah, we right. both Basically, need Naito yeah. to win the whole thing, and the wheel be tied for the lead, yeah. and I have to cash in money in the bank if I want to get the win by myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, going back to that Okada-Archer match, I heard it was as close to uh, Brock Lesnar-Cena match. Like, Archer just completely destroyed Okada. Okada was able to get off, I think, one or two uh, Rainmakers to get the win there. And Archer had a killer promo after his match, too, saying, I'm coming back to AEW. He says, I've had title shot after title shot, never won it, but I'm coming back to win a title. It was a really really great promo from Archer. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You love to see it, man. Like I said, they give shine to so many wrestlers who, generally speaking, uh, don't get it, but they really do – you know, establish some parity between the wrestlers here and yeah. allowing uh, a lot of the wrestlers to shine here. I mean, so I mean, uh, in the D block, Osprey wins it with eight points, but Shingo, I think LP, Yoshihashi, uh, Takahashi, and Finley all finish with six points. That's nuts. It's that's pretty crazy. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's something else. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. If you can't make the show live and would like to leave a question for us, we post a question thread for a bunch of our recaps during the week, um, and uh, and we'll read some of these questions. Uh, Blake Whitehouse says, who should Ray and Edge recruit to deal with Rhea Ripley? Since clearly Dom, uh, uh, it's been established that she is his real poppy. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, Beth. That's good. That's good. I like that. That's good. Uh, let's see here. Um, Alex Foster says, what bad gimmick from the past would you push to the moon just for the chaos? He says Funkasaurus. Bastion bad Booker. gimmick. Okay. What was his actual gimmick? Oh, I think he was just a, a, a huge dude in a really bad, uh, a really bad ring gear. Yeah, there you go. Like I don't think he ate his boogers, but I could be wrong. You know who would work really good for the way Raw's presented these days? Mm. Repo Man, because mm. he could be repoing shit in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While yeah. people are walking through frames, and you don't give him like the Hamburglar type outfit. Oh, make yeah. it a little more grounded, you know? Yeah, right. Like um, the uh, Repo Man movie with Emilio Estevez. Right. Yeah. Totally. Or uh, I've actually you know, never make seen like, that movie. So neither I've I've seen the poster though. Um, or you can make him like Repo Man, but like Dog the Bounty Hunter. There you go. You know, because Dog the Bounty Hunter kind of looks like a Repo guy, and really, bounty bounty hunting is kind of like Repo, but for people. You just got to go retrieve them because they're missing. <laughs> well, who would who would rock a a, a a mullet like Dog the Bounty Hunter? If they were the repo, the new Repo Man. Man, have him jump Damien Priest out of Judgment Day. Oh wow, that dude could kill a dog. The Bounty Hunter gimmick. Probably he's got a great it. voice. Yeah. Oh man, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. He tries to repo a car, and somebody's like, "Man, come on, let me off the hook. Here's some donuts." Mmm. Oh, oh no, mm, don't think I should. Mm. You know what? Don't tell anybody this time. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Oh wow, Dog Authority figure says, "What are the odds of Edge?" Being the most successful faction hunter ever. So right now we've got Heath, who's doing a not a terrible job at hunting Honor No More. Although Honor No More won at Emergence. Yeah, I don't know if he got involved in that match. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, but of course, Edge Kazarian, Judgment terrible Day. elite hunter. Yoshihatsu, terrible awful. Bullet Club hunter. Awful. Jinder Mahal, terrible Raw Gate mutant hunter. Yeah. In We Book Raw. I mean, if he comes out the winning end of this Judgment Day feud, like I would expect him to, then I guess it's possible that he could be top tier faction hunter. Does uh, if you're if it, I kind of feel like it's ever it's all or nothing. Either you lead to their 
breakup mm-hmm. or you failed as a hunter. You could. That's that's a good point. That's a point that you could definitely make. Yeah. Uh, Nikhil says, what storyline would the would be the perfect one for the Fiend to return in WWE and why? Have the Fiend. Have, yeah, have him feud with Edge. Fiend works really good with mm. people with history. Yeah. So have him do good. Edge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jorge D asks, who would you rather have Triple H bring back? Enzo with Cass, Braun Strowman, or Juice Robinson? I'm pretty sure CJ Parker is under contract with New Japan, so he can't be coming back. I'm actually kind of bummed that I forgot to put Cass on the list for wrestlers Triple H should bring back. Oh, because that's yeah, the that's answer. That's a good one. Yeah. That's the answer because he got himself in phenomenal shape when he showed up at Impact um, and did he some did really, really, really good, good work, work both as a he heel did, and yeah. as a face. Yeah. So yeah, I think it would be pretty yeah. neat if, if, if Cass came back. That would be pretty awesome, man. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, White Brownie, how do you see EO and Dakota versus Alexa and Asuka playing out, especially considering they need momentum on the road to clash at the castle? If either team wins the tag titles, it's got to be winner-take-all at Clash at the Castle, then. It's got to be. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, I don't know. Um... But it definitely seems like one of those two teams is going to be winning those tag titles coming out of this tournament. I'd love to see. I'd love to. I don't know if it's going to be, but I'd love to see that because it means Bailey would get Bianca's title. I think it's a really great way to keep Bianca strong, have Bailey get that title for a mm-hmm. run, mm-hmm. have him have all the titles. I think it'd be awesome. Without Bianca taking a loss, like a direct pinfall. Exactly. Loss. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keeping her look good, yeah. Um, Xavier Grace says, Do you guys want the bloodline to keep all the title belts past the draft on one show, leaving the other show without the main event world title and tag team titles? I do not want that. I actually, at this point, I'm in favor of them splitting the Roman's title. I think that yeah, you either you either I don't even like them doing the like what you suggested, like melding the two titles because yeah. I want that WWE title lineage to be on its own again. So I'm I'd be cool I'd cool I'm cool with that if you because now at this point, suddenly there's just a ton of really great main eventers. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, like they've really established Owens, Drew, Cross. Um, they actually have a scene now. So no, I'm actually in favor of uh, Roman staying on SmackDown with the Universal title and splitting off the WWE title um, over to Raw. Yeah, why not? Uh, and then there's also too many good tag teams to do that too, so split those yeah. titles also. Uh, Q, which current NXT 2.0 gimmick is Triple H confused by? Which current NXT gimmick is he confused by? Apollo. Apollo. He's like, wait a second. So... Uh, Heartbreak is Apollo a time traveler? Nah, he's a precog. Um, he's a what? Precognition. What? What is that? It's like Nostradamus, the guy with the tea leaves. Oh, I love me a quatrain. <laughs> that fool. He's busting out a quatrain, quatrain right yeah. there. Yeah, but the yeah, but like the fucking punctuation is suck it. <laughs> uh, Zondo here in chat says Steve lobbied for unification. Fickle. Yeah, that's fine. There's it's time. It's a new era right now, man. It's a new era. It's the Triple H era. Uh, John Fear and Loden says, "Rank these people in order of you wanting them to join the Trustbusters: Abaddon, Fuego del Sol, Sanjay Dutt, Tully Blanchard." Oh, Fuego, because I like everybody else. <laughs> I like Fuego just fine. Yeah. But like he's like sort of a nut like he just loses a lot. That's his thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I like Tully. Tully's great. I don't want him anywhere near the Trustbusters. Um I'll be honest, I don't even want Ari Davari in the Trustbusters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can he just have can Ari Davari and Tully Blanchard Enterprises combine to form well, like you know Tully Enterprises isn't a thing anymore. Remember? No, I know, but I'm saying bring back Tully, Blanchard Davari Enterprises. Uh, get rid of uh, the the Boudreaux and the other guy, uh, and then recruit like you know some like actual you know not Zach Clayton or whatever that guy's name is. Gosh, not two dimes. Uh, let's see here. Mary Plenty Houston says, "How long will it take Dexter Loomis to successfully get on the show?" I don't know what they're doing with him, man. What I don't do you know what the story is. Loomis? I have no idea what's going on with this. Is he is he like a guardian angel for AJ Styles? Is he obsessed with AJ Styles? I don't does know. He wanna, does he want to bathe in his blood? What's going on with this? I have no idea. Is it one of them? Is it all the above? I don't know. I want to wear your skin. What? I want to have a match with you. 
What are you talking about? That's those are two different things. Here. Which one is it? What, would you want to wear my skin? That's weird. Okay, listen, I'm scared now. I'm scared. I'm scared. If you said I just want to match, I'm not scared. But you're not saying that. You're saying you want to wear my skin. I don't like that. That's weird. That's like some Hannibal Lecter stuff. You're gonna eat my brains too. It might be sitting I need my there saying this smells delicious while you eat my brains. Oh, it's it's real freaky. I seen that movie. I didn't like it. I turned it off. I turned on Friday Night Lights. <laughs> <laughs> You know, AJ Styles loves Friday Night Lights. He's not even from Texas. <laughs> so oh, he's right. from uh, he's from the South. I think he's they all Georgia. like football. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they uh, love their I high school football. I feel like Texas high there. school football is a whole other thing. Oh man, he loves Friday Night Lights. Yeah, King. Oh, wow. <laughs> what I miss? King CDM here in chat says he'll eventually make a character of AJ <laughs> with no skin. Wow, we gotta stop there. Wow, man. we gotta stop there. Wow. <laughs> Um, Xavier Gray also says, "What do you think the odds are that Nikita Lyons and or Zoe Stark will be officially called up to join the main roster after the next th- after the next three weeks?" Uh, I think it's more likely it's Zoe. I would think that too. I think she might get drafted. I think Zoe, especially like in ring, totally ready. She's a, an amazing wrestler. And I'll I say this since about she's Nikita. come back. Hold on, and since she's come back, I felt like her character work has been pretty strong too. I I agree. I don't disagree. I think Nikita's actually ready in ring. It's just her character leaves a lot to be desired. Like I don't know what well, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, let's see here. Matthew Norris says over under four months for Kevin Owens to hold the title again. Probably I think he's going to hold. The, I think he's going to hold the title by Mania. Oh, any title, yeah, it could be any title, yeah, yeah. It's been five years. That's nuts. That's, I pff, surprised it's been that long. I would have said three without really thinking about mm-hmm. it. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, David Matushek, considering that Tomatonga made it to the G1 semis, will he finally get his first five-star match with Okada? I, I think mean, it's likely. Yeah. It's Okada. I mean, that's the, if you're going to have looking for your first five-star match, you can't ask for a better opponent than Kazuchika mm-hmm. Okada. Well, then on this one, Nick asked, do you think we'll get a shock return at Clash of the Castle? I think somebody's going to return. Pete Dunne's going to return. The Bruiserweight. Yeah, I was going to say the Bruiserweight. Yeah, Bruiserweight. That'd be awesome if they had an NXT UK uh, championship match on the show. It'd be great. It'd be awesome. awesome. Yeah, man, absolutely. Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.